You're listening to WP Radio's Out and About podcast, brought to you by Genesis Rehabilitation, Physiotherapy, and Sports Injury Clinic. I have uh, Dr. Phil Palmer of uh, Genesis Rehab and Physio, as well as the Vaughn Spinal Decompression Clinic. Um, Dr. Phil, thanks so much for being on the podcast. You are a great supporter of the OIAA. So just right off the bat, I just want to thank you for all your support. And uh, I was doing... um, I was thinking that, you know, at this time I want to do a catch-up and see how everybody's doing um, with the COVID thing and how everybody's just kind of coping with that and everything else and just kind of see what's new and uh, and speak to you because I know we spoke last time about spinal decompression and that kind of stuff, but um, you've always got something new and interesting, so I thought now's the time to catch up with you. So uh, first for of sure. all, thanks for being on the podcast. Always good to be with you, Terry. Always good to, to see you. Unfortunately, this time it's virtual, but still still good to be here. And, um, you know, I, I'm, I'm excited. I know COVID's been tough, of course, on a lot of people, but it's an exciting time to be in my field. You know, I work with a physiotherapist. We have a, a multidisciplinary clinic, and we're now really getting into analyzing and looking at big data. At okay. our clinic. And I thought it would be interesting for uh, your listeners to to maybe hear how we're doing it and, and uh, how we're using it. Fantastic. Tell me all about big data. Okay. Well, I'm sure you being in the, in the insurance, you probably already have uh, computer systems that can analyze certain things about claims. And those computer systems are coming over into the healthcare sector. So, I don't know if you've seen the the movie Moneyball with Brad Pitt, where he's the manager of the Oakland A's and he has to deal with a budget that is is very constricted and he has to get the most out of his team under that budget. Fantastic Uh, movie. I love it. I think it's great. And I love the fact that they go from being just, they go to being data driven. It's analytics. Right. Data analytics, you hit the nail right on the head. So this is going to be big in healthcare down the line a year or two. So listeners, don't forget you heard it on the uh, OIAA podcast here today. (laughs) Great. So we can use, I think, moving forward, Terry, in the evidence-based world where you need to have some sort of rationale for what you're doing. I think that's important not only to the clinicians to be able to track the progress of their patients, but it's also important for the patients and the and those that are insured uh, to realize that there's a, a method to the treatment that they're getting. It creates a more professional atmosphere just in the clinic as a whole because people understand there's goals and there's there's steps in between to get to that end goal. I mean, we're using software now. I shouldn't say I because the physio and I are using the software. And basically what happens is when a patient comes in, we do our initial assessment and testing and then come up with a treatment plan. At the end of that first visit, the patient will get by email a condition report. So that condition report will outline everything that we went through in, in the diagnosis, the assessment, how we're going to treat it, and then exercises that they're going to do at home. Now, I don't want to put you to sleep, but just stay with me here. No, no, but okay. And, and, I, and I, no, I think it's really interesting. So it, your condition report, is that you know, for layman's terms, is that basically like a baseline where they're at at the time? Yeah, it gives, basically what it does is it, it it sends them like a nice picture of of what the diagnosis is. It gives them a rundown of of what they're experiencing and what they may feel when they have this certain condition, what they should expect in their treatment. We're going to be doing to assist them to get healthier sooner. 
and then online exercises and exercise videos they can do the days that they're not at treatment. So okay. kind of like their their homework, so to speak. Fantastic. Okay. Now, what's great about this is that at the end of their treatment, it's kind of like um, an off-boarding program when they're done their final treatment and discharge. They're sent what's called a post-care survey. And what this post-care survey does is it kind of gives you some analytics on how, how they felt their treatment went, how they felt about how fast they got better and, and what they did to get better. Now, it's good for us because get analytics for the clinic, such as, you know, a net promoter score, or we get a, a percentage likelihood, um, excuse me, likelihood to refer, and then also um, an actual percentage of the 30-day average improvement for each patient. So we've taken off all our patients and what the average time for their 30 days, how much better they felt. So it gives us great analytics, but it also lets us, to tr lets us track for each condition, so for instance, uh, let's say uh, an Achilles tendon tear, it tells us how long it's taking us to get each of those tendon tears better or a low back pain or say somebody injures their shoulder, a rotator cuff tear. We're able to take, uh, take that data, look at our average uh, visits until that condition is, is improved to discharge and then also the percentage um, that the patient would feel that they're at physically in terms of their functional capacity. So it gives us tons of great data and it lets us track each condition we treat and how efficient we are at getting that condition better. Does it help with subjective versus objective injuries as well? Can you see if they're malingering and that? I know it's not designed for that, but does it point that out a little bit easier as well? Well, it's mostly based off, so for that kind of, of thing, it's based off their visual analog scale and some other uh, intake forms that they do in the clinic when they first come in. So if they've got a high perceived disability, shall we say, Yep. they're put into a different stream. So, you know, we can track them differently. Um, we can do more pain management in terms of psychological components to their pain. So we give them more information on hurt versus harm, you know, making tracking their home exercises more. I would say yes, but it's not the main, it's not the major component of what we're doing here. What we're basically trying to do is say, okay, if an insurer came to us and said, well, why should we use your clinic? You know, everybody can say they're great at treating conditions. That doesn't mean it's the case. So now we have hard evidence in terms of what we're doing with our patients and how quickly our patients are getting better. And not only just how quickly we think they're getting better, but how quickly they think they got better and to what percent out of 100 they feel they're better. So it's not, it's not a one-sided tool. There's two aspects to it, which I think makes it powerful. Your perception, their perception, and then right. kind of where all the data leaves. I've been using this, we've been using this about a year now. So we've been able to get some really good data in, in terms of how, how good we're doing. Patients seem to like it. I think that patients find it, they're not just going into it kind of just blindly trusting people that are taking care of them, which I, I understand in the rehab business, there's a bit of that. But I think the more information you give patients about what you're going to do with them, the more they're willing to do those home exercises and things like that to get better quicker. 
have you focused on one area or aspect in the injury? So have you focused more on rotator cuffs or um, low back, or are you just doing it for everything and then collecting all the data? Yeah, uh, we're, we're, we're doing everything and collecting the data for each individual condition. So lumbar stenosis, rotator cuff, uh, Achilles tear. So we have data on each of those injuries and obviously how then we know how can we make the treatments better or what else are we missing? What could we add? You know, it's like a going for a fine dining evening, you know, all those tiny recipes that make it so much better. We can then at the end of the year sit down and say, okay, here's as a treatment team how we're doing. Where could we maybe even do better? Now, is is anybody else doing this or is this new to to the AB world? I think it's relatively new, in my opinion, to, to the AB world, especially in, in Ontario or Canada. Yeah, uh, I've never I heard think, of this, so that's why I'm asking. Yeah, yeah I think... I think it's more prevalent a little bit in the States because of the managed care models that they have there. Sure. I think it needs to be here and uh, it's kind of good to be ahead of the curve with it. For sure. Now, um, have you been able to rip away personal information like tombstone information, name, date of birth, and then put all the data together to kind of see the patterns or what you're seeing in the the types of repair, like the types of, treatment that you're giving them this works much better than that or exactly fantastic question yeah so the treatment that we put in each day in the computer is tracked at the end of the treatment uh, when the patient is discharged that's all kept in the uh, in the computerized record of of how we treated that patient in particular so somebody may come in with a rotator cuff tear um, that say was post-surgical versus somebody that is has a partial tear, they're, they're separated into different categories, and understandably, the treatments would be different somewhat, especially post-surgically initially. Now, as somebody who doesn't handle AB claims, tell me why that would be treated differently. Just, uh, And it's more of interest sake for me. I, I yeah. just want to know, because I know people that have had rotator cuff tears, and they've literally yeah. done nothing about it, and then I know right. people that had to go in and have surgery because it was so bad. So kind yeah. of tell me a little bit about it, if you don't mind. No, uh, no problem. So surgically, if you're seeing a, a patient post-surgically, they're usually, um, they're often in, in like a, a, a sling or, or some type of an immobility device initially because they're trying to, you know, the surgeon wants, wants time for the, the um, sutures to heal. So in that case, you're doing a lot of work just to get rid of the inflammation and not so much mobility and strengthening right off the hop, trying to get them to use their hand more and and do other things to keep the strength in the upper limb, but at the same time, allowing this whatever was done surgically to repair. If someone came in with, say, a partial tear and they could still move the arm and they had limited uh, functional capacity, they could still move and they weren't a surgical candidate, then you'd start right away into more mobility and st- strengthening exercises. So the the time of treatment would be much longer in a post-surgical case than it would be with somebody who came in with some mobility, some strength, but not, not a surgical candidate. Now, with your data that you've taken over the last year, what do you think... Um where do you think you're going with this? What, what, where can you use this? Can this be for insurers to say, hey, listen, if we go to 
you know, Genesis, we're going to have a better result on, you know, these types of injuries because we're seeing, you know, just a quicker turnaround, people going from, you know, being pain-focused to healthy. Mm-hmm. Well, that would be a, a great application. And maybe not just to, to say, oh, look, we're better. It's just that we, we're keeping more we're, – we're keeping a closer track on what we're doing so things don't get out of hand and treatments that aren't working aren't continuing and insurers aren't paying for things that aren't helping patients. So I think it's more, it's more for that. Like I could say I decided to uh, go and visit an insurance company and, and try and get on a preferred provider list. I could say, well, here's our resumes, but oh, look, I also have this data on all the, all the conditions we've treated and the efficacy of our treatments for those conditions. You know, it's just, to me, in my opinion, it's more, more professional way to approach um, an insurer. Yeah, no, absolutely. And I, I just think that you're looking at your modalities for repair as well, or for recovery as well, right? So you've got all these different things that you can now go back and say, listen, yep. these are the objective uh, findings that we've gotten from, you know, these types of treatments we've taken over the last year. And I'm sure you're going to continue well beyond the year, right? It's just going to be an ongoing thing just to build your, yep. the database and that. Yeah. For sure. This is going to be from now until whenever uh, we decide to stop our practice. But yeah, we want to continue with it because it's just what we're getting is is so important. And and like I said, Terry, it's not just my opinion. Oh, well, you know, we did a great job. It's easy for me to say that being the one treating the patient. But when the patient gives you the feedback, I think that adds another level of sensitivity. Now, I, I don't know if you've even tracked this yet. Have you tracked? Has your... Uh recovery time gone down because people are more sensitive and seeing their repair or their recoveries? Uh, have you I noticed the, di- the dip yeah. in time? Yeah. You know what I think is the most important, Terry? And, you know, like always, you know, the simpler, the better. Uh, I think when patients realize that they, you know, they're sent these home exercises video and on paper and they realize that, you know, okay, this is serious. I'm going to, if I do this between my treatment visits, I'm going to get better faster. I think that's been the biggest part. Maybe not so much us changing individual treatments and, and saying, well, let's use laser instead of ultrasound because we've seen the results are better. A lot of it is motivating the patient to do things on, on, or on non-clinic days or off-clinic days. So, and has this been a lot of it as a result of COVID? So can... Can I take from this that, you know, a lot of people are not going to the clinic as often because of COVID and they're not going out as much, that you're doing a combination more as well? Well, you know, it, it kind of worked out that way. Um, it wasn't how we initi- initially visualized it working. Sure. But definitely for sure, there's, uh, you know, I have patients that would love to come in that just say, you know what, especially recently, Terry, with the second spike, they say, well, you know, we'd rather just wait to come in. So in that case, there's not much you can do. We can't send them anything in that case because we haven't assessed them yet. But for those those patients coming in and being assessed and, and going through the process and explaining consent to treatment and whatnot, they're definitely doing more at home for sure. And, and this isn't like virtual stuff. So I don't have to call up the patient and, and charge them X amount of dollars to go through their exercises with them. This is They have a video that takes them through everything they need to do instructions and and there's people on the video telling patients not to go too far don't go into pain sure it's just not 
they're doing whatever they want. It's more specific and for sure more people are using that component of it. That's a great point. Now, with the people that you are getting into the clinic um, and they're doing this combination, th- that yeah. um, is that are you seeing a, a greater result of that as well? Because people are home more, right? right now, yeah. right? So they're not at work yeah. and they're, they're having ability to maybe take that 15 minutes to work on their exercise that they wouldn't have really had the opportunity to do if they were commuting, working, commuting home, and then, you know, got a fixed dinner and deal with the kids and all that kind of stuff. So you were seeing yeah. a difference with how things and COVID has really played a part in it. Would you agree? Yeah, for sure. And I think people, I mean, you can't, you can never talk in, in certainties, but in generalities, I would say that uh, perhaps COVID has changed people's perception on things and especially their healthcare. Yeah. Absolutely. So I think, I think that it's definitely, uh, it's definitely big to have home programs available and digital downloads and things like that. Now, um, how's your spinal decompression clinic going? How are things going with that? I know that it's was going. Yeah. Thanks for asking about that, Terry. It's going fantastic. Like we've been having a lot of great success with chronic pain patients, a lot from car accidents, uh, neck with cervical radiculopathies and things like that. We've had, we've been having tremendous results with the combination of the, the decompression, um, the exercise, and then often in, in some cases, the, the nerve flossing that we do. Those three things in combination have been very effective for, for the chronic pain patients. And, you know, it's been, it's been good because, as you know, dealing with chronic pain patients is sometimes frustrating because you can't find the answers you need. And uh, the decompression has really been a huge addition to, to treating the chronic pain patients. I mean, I've had adjusters coming. I've had patients from daily walks of life. And the results have been pretty outstanding. Not bragging on me, bragging on the table. Sure. No, no, no. But it's all part and parcel of the same thing. And I, I mean, that the fact that it's even out there and available available to the general public now is unbelievable, right? Because it used yeah. to be something you just hear about that high-end athletes had ability to get and those kind of things. But now it's the general public, right? Yeah. I mean, uh, it's like anything, Terry. It's like technology. It doubles quickly and the price goes down. So... It makes it way more accessible to people. And again, people see the benefit. They get better. They've had pain for two years or three years, and they're, they're better in a few weeks. So they tell their friends, and their friends tell their friends. I'm really glad we added that component to our clinic because it's this has been the best solution for chronic pain that we've had. Now, I'm going to ask you something, and I just I'd heard somebody talk about it. I know nothing about it, so it's more of an inquisitive question. What about sure. cryogenic chambers well it's interesting i mean it's a very fancy way initiate that pathway that reduces inflammation um there i saw an interesting thing on youtube and i'll look it up specifically for you and i'll send it to you in a link when i can but there was a a bodybuilder that was doing um uh, he was he was doing you know whether it was worth it to buy a cryogenic package at one of these places or to just to take ice ice baths at home yeah and uh his um observation just in in this particular instance was that he'd rather take an ice bath at home he found it just as as effective but if you have the money 
it couldn't be bad. It couldn't hurt you. Can you tell I me mean, about it? To tell me and maybe the listening audience, what is really the cryogenic? What is this whole ice bath kind of cryogenic thing all about? Yeah. So the the initial idea of an ice bath or cryotherapy, which is what it's based off of, cryotherapy is is like ice treatment. Okay. You know, so athletes would do heavy workouts and then go in an ice bath because it would help uh, reduce muscle soreness, stiffness, inflammation in the muscle. You know, by the way, the the ice affected the constriction of the blood vessels and and whatnot in the muscle. So from my understanding now, I don't know about, I've never been in a cryogenic uh, chamber and I really don't, you know, know the exact science behind it. But from what I understand, it's kind of like based off using liquid nitrogen to create the same effect. Okay. But, you know, that that could not be 100% accurate. Um, The initial ones are kind of, from what I've seen, that's kind of the idea. But what they're just doing is they're creating that, artificial environment around you that's very cold you know similar to just jumping in an ice bath now i know jumping in an ice bath it's no fun but it works i mean it's not something it's not something i would look forward to coming home on a friday afternoon to do no no Um, but i i always remember the doctor saying hey put some heat on it then put some ice on it put some heat on it put some ice on it yeah and i never understood Um, the real meaning behind it other than i thought he liked to torture me after i'd had some broken bones Right. Yeah. So, you know, trying to contrast that and get the blood moving through that, that area. Sure. You you know, like Terry, you know, you know how it is having been an athlete yourself. Um, If you can, if you can really ice down after a heavy workout, it makes a big difference to your recovery. Sure. Like you have so much more power the next day or or two after that, kind of like a small component of the fountain of youth for exercise. Well, it gets rid of the second day sores, right? Really? Right. I know that. Uh, I always found it that, you know, everybody always said, eat a banana. You won't have lactic acid in your muscles and all these things. Like there's everybody's yeah. got a, Everybody's got a, yeah. a granny's list of, you know, medicine that they should be using. Right. So, yeah. If, if only it was that easy. I know. Yeah. Right. So tell me a little bit more what uh, what's going on at the clinic. You guys, have, you've got your big data. You've got the decompression. Yep. What else are you yep. doing? You're still doing the physio and the rehab. Um, yep. We're doing, uh, we, we do a lot of uh, custom orthotics. We have the, the computerized gait technology, which has been good, you know, for rehab, but also doing orthotics pre and post. So it's a system where we put it on a treadmill, a laser system, and people are, are walking through it and we get a lot of data on their gait pattern, which, you know, understandably helps us do make a better set of orthotics. That's exciting. That's always fun. That you know. I'm that a, is exciting. I've never even heard of that. I just thought you were I'm meant a, to stand, and they kind of looked. You stood on some, you know, rubbery type gel, and they made an orthotic based on that pattern. But this sounds right. Interesting because yeah. you've got movement and you've got all the different angles too. I would assume, right? Right. Yeah. And we so we can see how hard you're pushing off on each leg and how long your stride is with each leg and how your balance is on each foot. Walking looks easy, but it's really a complicated process of, of firing and relaxing in your muscles. So for us to do orthotic, we can take a look at those graphs, then cast the orthotics, get them back, put them in the, in the patient's shoes, and then see how that changes their gait cycle. Wow, that's some pretty awesome stuff. I mean, you're always seeming on the cutting edge. i got to be honest with you, Phil. Every time I talk to you, I'm amazed. There's always something Thanks. new. Big data yeah, this time, know, I, decompression the last a- time. 
I'm a little bit of a techno, you know, I'm into technology and all that kind of stuff. You know, I like science and things that we can implement into our clinic to prove our, to improve our outcomes. I'm always into considering it. Wow. That's, it's pretty interesting that, that this, uh, the, the moving gate for the orthotics is pretty wild. Yeah. It's good too, because again, you know, the patient, you can sit down with that graph that it prints out and, and patients love that to see that kind of data and that kind of information on how their body is, is reacting in space and time because everybody's different. Everybody produces movement differently and, and patients love to see, well, look, this is how I'm doing it. And then what's your solution to improve it? Would that show limps and stuff as well and misaligned spines and it would show it would definitely show limping it will show knee injuries hip injuries ankle injuries how that person is producing movement because of that injury and then also you do retests and if the person isn't presenting the same pattern you, you kind of know something's up so we can use it also to to weed out people that may be saying they have a certain injury but they don't really present like that when they're tested computer based testing no, but what I meant, but that's interesting too. So that's again your subjective objective. But what yeah. I was saying is, if you do that test at the beginning, and then at the end of their treatment, you know yeah. they've seemed to have recovered, and that limp yeah. and those kind of that gait is changed, and everything seems to go back into alignment. That yeah. again proves your thesis that you're yeah. on your big data that your recovery is actually doing what it's meant to be doing. So we use that as part of our assessment for, for all, you know, lower limb um, injuries. And like you said, we can see, uh, document what you're doing and that we're making good changes here and the patient's feeling better. Here's the computerized data to prove it, not just me saying the patient feels better. Do you think you could ever get a patient on with me on the podcast with you to talk about the recovery? Sure. Do you think yeah, that would be uh, something? I'd, I just, I mean, we don't have to use their full name or whatever, yeah. or, or their claim number, any of that stuff. I just think <laughs> I would love. We couldn't anyways. No, no, yeah. but I would just love to have somebody on that's been through the process, be it the spinal decompression or somebody yeah. that's been through the whole program and that could, you know, would be willing to freely talk about, hey, listen, you know, when I first had my accident, it was, you know, a, a single vehicle accident or it was a multi-car vehicle accident, a rollover, whatever it is, and then yeah. take us through, you know, when I first got there. And you can talk about the big data um, and kind of take them us through the analytics and then they could take us through the recovery and, you know, say, hey, listen, good, bad, or indifferent, right? It's just, it is what it is. But I'd yeah. really like to hear somebody's recovery story. I think that sure. would speak volumes. Sure. Um, you know what? That's a great idea, Terry. And in the, in the meantime, on my website, there's a testimonial for a patient that went through the decompression, a chronic pain patient that was on heavy painkillers and, yeah. and not, getting, not getting anywhere. And uh, she was nice enough, to, Kieran filmed it. And she was nice to uh, nice enough to come on and allow us to use that on the website. So th- there's there is a, a patient testimonial that is similar to what you're talking about. But it would be great to have somebody come on live. I think you're right. Yeah, no, no, and 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 I think if we're going to continue this, I'd like to if we could talk about different types of injuries to have 
patients come on and, you know, it doesn't have to be every month or whatever, but just yeah. to talk about and just give maybe a couple of minutes. Hey, you know what? I had this injury. I'm currently in treatment and, you know, I've been here three mm-hmm. weeks or five weeks. I come a couple of times a week and, you know, I've got 60% recovery or I'm, you know, 40% recovery, but I'm doing much better than, you know, where I was yeah. right after the accident. I think those mm-hmm. kind of things speak volumes. Mm-hmm. Well, I would def- I'll definitely ask. Sure, there'd be people interested in telling their story because they want to help others too. People are very empathetic, and uh, I think that would be a great thing for patients that may be listening or people listening that may be struggling. Yeah, absolutely, and 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 it's also good for adjusters too, right? So adjusters and lawyers yeah. and doctors, other people. Yeah. I mean, the the great thing about this podcast is it has such an interesting spectrum of people that listen to it from you know far and wide inside the insurance industry and outside the insurance industry as well right um yeah. i've i've gotten some people that actually just listen to it because they find it interesting and mm-hmm. uh and just the different types of things that we talk about it's never the same so and i love that about this but you know i think this would be great if we could take this to the next level and maybe talk to some actual patients i think that would be wonderful sounds good let's do it okay well, you know, is there anything else that we need to know about Genesis or Von Spinal Decompression Clinic at this point that, you know, we should get out to people at this point? I think you covered a lot of it. If uh, people want to contact the clinic, they can reach us at uh, area code 416-742-3767 or visit our website, www.genesisclinic.ca. Perfect. And again, it's Dr. Philip Palmer, just for those people that don't know you, Phil. Uh, right. and, and, and please, guys, reach out to Dr. Phil. He's great. Uh, I mean, I'm, I shouldn't say Dr. Phil, Dr. Palmer, because I don't That's want fine. anybody to be confused um, with the guy on TV. Um, but please reach out to him. I mean, and uh, send him an email and just, you know, if you've got an injury that, you you know, a nagging injury for the spinal decompression, reach out to him and I'm sure you'll you'll provide some, you know, guidance or what you think you could do or have them come in for an assessment, right? 100%. And it, and it doesn't have to be motor vehicle related, too. It can nope. be a sports injury because you yep. deal with a lot of athletes, right? you got a son who's an up-and-coming professional golfer. I can only well, imagine. Let's hope. <laughs> let's hope. Yeah, no, we, I mean, we, we, do, uh, we do enjoy helping people that have been in car accidents. Um, but we also, we, we do sports injuries. We do, you know, any work. repetitive strain. Yeah. Like anything like that. Work injuries too, right? In, well, we don't, we don't, uh, deal with the WSIB system, but we do see patients that have been in, in work injuries. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's what I mean. So if somebody got hurt at yeah. work and they had a, you know, say they got a rotator cuff tear or they tripped and fell and hurt their leg, it, you're not going to yeah. turn them away. You will treat them. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 So, the, uh, you know what, Terry, the great thing about the great thing about my job, not only that the day goes by in, in what seems like 15 minutes is, is just the satisfaction you get from seeing people not have to be in pain anymore. Yeah. I you bet. know, it, it's, it's an amazing, it's an amazing job, but you know, I feel blessed to have it. And, uh, I really appreciate what you're doing with the podcast to get the word out there. Well, thanks. And if I can do anything else or the people at the OIAA, I know it's been a weird, uh, a weird year. And I keep saying, you know, this 2020 is basically a trash can. It's, I heard it, so I'm stealing it. 
but it basically <laughs> is. If you could, if you could have a do-over, it's just so weird. Who would have thought, you know, in yeah. February or March that we would be locked in our houses and would now mm-hmm. we're reaching October here now and we're in a second wave and it's just such a crazy year. I'm so looking forward to just being able to get out and see my friends and see you guys and and hang mm-hmm. out and be with the people that you know you enjoy being with it's just so weird yeah well we're, everybody's doing their best not much else we can do and, uh, and i just hope everybody out there is safe and healthy well that's what i was going to say your family's good and everybody's good kids yes, wife thankfully. everybody's good thank you very much they are excellent well, I won't keep you any longer. I've, I've stolen a bunch of your time tonight, but I do appreciate it. And again, guys, uh, Genesis Rehab and Physio, Von Spinal Decompression Clinic. And uh, seriously, guys, reach out to Dr. Palmer if you have any questions, concerns. If you can't find him, send me an email. You know where to reach me and our, uh, the OIAA, and we'll get you in touch, and, uh, and we'll go from there. And until Thanks, next Gary. month, I think what we'll do again next month is if you can get somebody that's actually gone through the program or in the program, let's get yep. them on for maybe five, ten minutes uh, at some point. But let's talk about their injury and where, you know, what you see it as and where they can see it as. And then we can kind of talk about it together. I think that would be wonderful. Sounds great. All right. Well, thanks for your time. And I appreciate it as always. 